On this Friday edition of Locked On Grizzlies, finding the right fits for the Memphis Grizzlies rotation. We're also going to be talking about the right time to call it a season, if there is such a thing when it comes to the struggles of the Memphis Grizzlies of late. And we'll finish up with a preview of the Lakers tonight, the Suns later on this weekend. It's a big weekend for the Memphis Grizzlies. It's a big weekend for you and I as we close out this week here on Locked On Grizzlies. You are Locked On Grizzlies, your daily Memphis Grizzlies podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, yes, yes. It's a Friday edition of Lockdown Grizzlies. And I was just so tired of being alone on these episodes of late. I wanted to have some help. Those are my daughters, Caroline and Abby, hanging out with me to start off this episode of Lockdown Grizzlies. And before we move on officially, for those of you on, on YouTube, you get a special treat. Uh, Abby Drew, uh, if you can see it, I'll know it's white paper, so you can't see it. Bummer. I promise you, it's a wonderful drawing of a grizzly bear. Uh, she was very excited, and Caroline was very excited to have a chance to make their Locked On Grizzlies debut. So thank you for humoring me as we begin the program here. A fun way to get started on this Friday episode of Locked On Grizzlies. This episode of Locked On Grizzlies is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash NBA. That's linkedin.com slash NBA to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Here on Locked On Grizzlies, we are proud members of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team each and every day, free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Check us out on YouTube, like, comment, rate, review, subscribe, all of those wonderful things. If it has a podcast, you can find it, Locked On Grizzlies, that is, on that podcast support system. So thank you to everyone who is with me on this episode of the show. I am Joe Molinax. One more time, flying solo this week to Michael Cole feeling under the weather. And I don't know about you. I had the flu recently in the last couple of weeks, not something to mess with. I want to Michael to be at full strength for his day job over the commercial appeal. I promise he's coming back. This is not one of those weird things where, Oh gosh, where's the Michael? Is he dumping Joe? I hope he's not dumping me again. I, I have a constant fear that he's leaving me, but I don't think that's what's happening here. As a matter of fact, I know it's not after speaking with him. He's under the weather. We're hope, wishing him a happy and healthy and safe recovery in time for Grizzlies Lakers tonight on national television. Big time game for the Grizzlies on ESPN. You know what that means. They'll probably play poorly, but fingers crossed that they're able to put things together in time for that contest. And when I say putting things together, right, one of the challenging pieces of this season has been rotational shifts and rotational pieces for the Grizzlies, in large part because of suspension and injury and all those sorts of things. Um, that that can be hard for any coach to deal with on any level of sport, right? Whether it's high school, college, the pros, you can't fully construct what you want your team to be when your team is not at full health. And in fairness to Taylor Jenkins, who I and others were pretty hard on in the last 24 hours or so, in fairness to him, he has not and will not be at full strength at any point. Now, the obvious counter to that is there's a lot of teams in the National Basketball Association that are not at full strength. And because of that reality, maybe at some 
point in time in the next few weeks, and I mentioned this in an earlier show this week, maybe it's time you call it a season, right? Maybe you just kind of tip your cap and say, oh, they had a good run. We'll see how things shake out in 2024, 2025. I'll talk about when I think that time is to make that call later on in the show. It's not at the end of the Minnesota Timberwolves game like I talked about on yesterday's program. That'll be part of uh, later on in our broadcast or podcast today. But I wanted to start off the show, you know, you criticize and you critique and you say something's broken. That's easy to do. How would you fix it, right? What would be your plan for fixing it? I've got a plan. I've always got a plan. If you've been following my work over the last decade covering the Memphis Grizzlies, I've got a plan. It may not always be a good plan, but I've always got a plan for you, dear listener, dear viewer. And here is where my plan would begin going in to tonight's contest for the Los Angeles Lakers. First and foremost, assuming Vince Williams Jr. is able to play, he is questionable as of this recording for the game with his injury. As long as Vince Williams Jr. can go, my new starting five moving forward is John Morant, Desmond Bain, Marcus Smart, Vince Williams Jr., Jaron Jackson Jr. You're punting, rebounding to an extent, or the way that I would spin it and sell it would be it's a commitment to team rebounding. Your team is not thriving in transition right now as it is. And you can play with pace without having to play in transition. You can have accelerated sets. You can do things in terms of getting the ball across the court. You can still find ways to have transition opportunity while still crashing the defensive glass and limiting opposing opportunities for second chance points that has to be a priority if you go this route in fixing the memphis grizzlies rotation but defensively you're stout that's the best defensive front court i would argue in the national basketball association from the three to the five position rebounding we talked about how you take a hit there you got to do some team rebounding you got to get john morant and desmond bain to commit a little bit more than perhaps they normally do on that end of the floor I also think that you have to make Santi Aldama and Luke Kennard's minutes spaced out in terms of what bigs you're bringing in. You cannot have any lineup where it's a Xavier Tillman without multiple shooters next to him or a Bismack Biombo without multiple shooters next to him. And that is one area, quick side note, where I will agree with Chris Vernon, who talked about this on Thursday. I will blame role players as I did uh, with Marcus Smart and Luke Kennard specifically on the Thursday episode of this podcast. But Vernon talked about how he's not comfortable with blaming role players if they are not given an assigned role. And I think Verno makes a fair point there. That is one of the great criticisms of Jenkins at this stage. What is the job of Santi Aldama on this team? What is the job of Xavier Tillman, who hadn't played much in the games leading up to the Raptors contest, and then all of a sudden he's thrust into the starting lineup? How do you get into a rhythm that way? That's a fair question. Establish roles, establish responsibilities, and put out those expectations. If they exist, they're not being followed right now, and that is a fair critique. Jenkins is not doing what he needs to do as a coach in terms of saying, this is what your job is on this roster, go do it. Because it's hard to make an argument when Chad, Morant, Desmond Bain, and Jaron Jackson Jr. all score 20-plus points for the Grizzlies to lose that game. It shouldn't ever happen. But it did on Wednesday night. How does that get rectified? You have to have clear, concise roles like Chris Vernon said. 
you also need to put your best players on the floor. And that sounds like hashtag elite analysis. I get it. I understand that that seems a little bit on the nose. But an important part of all of this process is getting to understand the reality that there is a real possibility that this team is going to have success with or without some of these guys that they have come to count on in the past. Um, Steven Adams. Steven Adams is not walking through that door. And until Steven Adams does walk through that door, you cannot continue to have this team be in a role or in a structure where it's like he's going to show up. Because right now, he's not. And until you make a trade to acquire a talent that is similar to Steven Adams, like a Andre Drummond and Andre Drummond, or somebody of that ilk, we need to stop pretending like that guy's going to be there. So try something else. Be something different. Go out there and be a team that rebounds together. Sacrifice some transition opportunity for better half-court scoring chances which have become better in recent weeks and months, thanks to the isolation growth as a score of somebody like a Jaron Jackson Jr. It's not as bad as it's been in the past. Take advantage of those opportunities and allow for yourself to fully address who you are now, not who you wish you were or what you once were. That's important. Steven Adams, Steven Adams, Steven Adams, as I was trying to do earlier. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. He isn't showing up. I wish he was, but he's not. So you have to put shooters next to the limited bigs that you do have, and you need to put your best players on the floor. Right now, that's John Morant, Desmond Bain, Marcus Smart. I know he struggled the last couple of games, but they won the New Orleans Pelicans game because of Smart, and they competed in the Kings game at times because of Smart. He is the most versatile defender you got. Vince Williams Jr. has done well enough to earn that opportunity as of right now, and then Jaron Jackson Jr. at the five. Is it ideal? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. But Stephen Adams ain't walking through that door. You got to find some tweaks, and that would be mine. What about you? What would yours be? Tell me in the comments below. No more talking of trades. Those guys aren't showing up right now. How do they do their best to fix it now? Definition of insanity is to do the same thing over and over again and expect a different result. So stop uh, playing with insanity. Do what you're supposed to do, Coach Jenkins, and make adjustments. This episode of Locked On Grizzlies is brought to you by LinkedIn. At the start of the new year, every small business owner is asking themselves the same question. What's the one move that I can make that'll take my business to the next level in 2024? LinkedIn Jobs knows that your success all depends on the team that you surround yourself with. That's why LinkedIn Jobs has created the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn is not just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. Everybody has goals that they want to achieve in 2024. Everybody understands that has been a part of a team before that the right team member can help you do just that. It is why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus the leading competitors. LinkedIn also knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats, they may not have the time or the resources to hire. So LinkedIn has a process that's intuitive, quick, and easy. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash NBA. That's linkedin.com slash NBA to post your job for free. Terms and conditions 
apply. This episode of Lockdown Grizzlies is also brought to you by BetterHelp. What are some things that you want to keep the same about yourself going into the new year? We always talk about resolutions and changes. There's probably a lot that you already like. Hopefully there is. You're already crushing it at something. This is an opportunity through BetterHelp to find ways to grow yourself as opposed to trying to change yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, you should really consider giving BetterHelp a try. You can organize one part of your life a little bit more effectively and continue to tackle others all as part of a therapy process that helps you find strengths and ditch extreme resolutions and make changes that can really stick. It's entirely online. You fill out a brief questionnaire and you get started with a licensed therapist, or you can switch a therapist at any time at no additional cost. It's flexible, convenient, and suited to your schedule. Celebrate progress that you've already made. Visit betterhelp.com slash locked on NBA today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash locked on NBA. Of course, the Memphis Grizzlies continue to fight, right? And they continue to compete. And that's admirable because it's very easy when you are this far behind, six or so games out of the play-in, not just the playoffs, the play-in. It could be very simple for this team to just pack it up and go. That's not what they're doing, at least not as of yet. They fought back to get back into that Toronto Raptors game. They fell short. But when you're down 18 or so points going into the final frame of any game, especially when you have struggled so mightily at home this season, people would have been really mad. I'm not saying it would be a good thing to happen. But if it did occur that the Grizzlies just quit, it wouldn't have been a surprise. Maybe it would have been further evidence that Taylor Jenkins needed to move, move on to from, be moved on from. But I digress. They didn't quit. They fought back. They're going to continue to fight until the fight is done. So, again, I ask you can comment on YouTube, wherever you get comments. You can interact with me on X, at Joe Mullinax. Tell me when your time to fight or the fight to be over would be. On Thursday's episode of the show, I talked a lot about the Grizzly schedule in terms of the next two weeks. Right now, it's a little less than two weeks going into the Minnesota game for Memphis on January 18th. And we'd have a much better idea of where the Memphis Grizzlies are as a team coming out of that contest. Because that's seven games that are fairly tough, right? They might be the favorite in one of the games if they're a favorite in any of them over the next couple of weeks. As part of that reality, they might be staring down a one and six stretch over the next seven games and a play in that's now eight or nine games out of reach with 40 some to go, as opposed to what it was a couple of weeks ago. A little more realistic, 55 or so games to go and five games out. Time is running out. When is your time to call it? For me, it would come after the five game stretch that I mentioned on Thursday's show, right there at the end of January. Coming out of the Minnesota game, they play Chicago, they play Toronto again, they play the Miami Heat, Orlando, and then Indiana. So going into January 29th, home game against the Kings, Cleveland, and Golden State on February 2nd, I think that's my window. Last week of January, first week of February, because that would give them, after the next seven, an additional one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight games. 
That gives them 15 more. They currently have played 34 basketball games. That would put them at 49, right there, almost at 50. You've got an idea of what you are and where you're at. If they can't significantly cut this gap, and what do I mean by significant? Half? If they're not three games out of the play-in by the end of January, it's time to start considering selling. And that might mean moving on from a Marcus Smart or a Luke Kennard. Because those are guys that will hold value, whether it's Marcus Smart in terms of going to a team that's trying to contend and compete now, and maybe he can be more of a role player than a fourth best player on a team at this stage. Luke Kennard can hit threes, and then he's a team option for next season. So there could be some cap flexibility that could connect with uh, Luke Kennard. And maybe Memphis gets some additional draft capital for taking on somebody's less ideal contract. There are pieces that are there that could be sold if the Grizzlies want to sell them. And as hard as it is to say that out loud, we're approaching that reality. A lot of people have already been there for some time. And whatever gods may be, bless you, because that's a dark place to go. Because you've got John Moran, Desmond Bain, and Jaron Jackson Jr. all around the age of 25 years old. We're talking prime time to compete. This would be a lost year and a year where you are nearing the prime of your three best guys. And for that to be reality, that you would punt with 30-some games to go, that would make for some really tough conversations for guys like Taylor Jenkins, who has been the head coach of the number two seed in the Western Conference the last two seasons. But when you can't define roles like we talked about earlier and you struggle with finding fits in your rotation, you struggle with adaptation and adapting. There's a familiar phrase, adapt or die. Right now, Taylor Jenkins is not adapting the way that he should be. And because of that, the Grizzlies find themselves in part in the situation they're in. So I'm giving them 15 more games. Maybe that's too many for you. Maybe you'll comment on this on YouTube or in Apple or wherever on uh, X at Joe Mullinax, and you'll say, Joe, that, that's way too much time. They got to make some calls now. I'm giving them about one more month. I will be on these podcast stations everywhere around the world. But to Michael Cole, hopefully, talking about how it's time to pull the plug if the Grizzlies are still six or more, potentially more, games out of the play-in after the Golden State game on Friday. And that's disappointing because it's around my birthday. Happy birthday, Joe. Your favorite team is out of the hunt, and you're losing a year of the prime of your best three players. But that's the reality of the current state of play. And that should put that much more weight and significance on each and every game moving forward throughout the month of January for the Memphis Grizzlies. It starts tonight against the Los Angeles Lakers, and we'll talk more about that and the Phoenix Suns coming up next here on Lockdown Grizzlies. But first, I want to remind you that Lockdown has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Lockdown Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Lockdown, plus our national shows Every league is covered there. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. This episode of Locked On Grizzlies is also brought to you by Hungry Root. Hungry Root, I tell you what, very, very interesting stuff. Hungry Root is a great way to try to eat a little bit healthier. Hungry Root is coming to the rescue for you in 2024 
canceling out short-term resolutions, making meal planning easy as well as nutritious. Whether you're braving the cold, dealing with crowds, grocery shopping this time of year can be the worst. Let Hungry Root handle it all for you. You can save money, reduce food waste, save time. And there's also a special discount that comes along with the code of 40% off and free veggies for life. The best part of Hungry Root is that it follows a simple standard. It's got to taste good, be quick to make, and contain whole, trusted ingredients. You can spend less time meal planning, again, shopping, cooking, do more fun stuff, as well as enjoying the healthy food that you'll actually love. Right now, Hungry Root is offering Locked On NBA uh, Grizzlies listeners, 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. I can't stress that enough. What an amazing deal from our friends at Hungry Root. Just go to HungryRoot.com slash LockedOn, get 40% off your first delivery, and get your free veggies. That's HungryRoot.com. Don't forget to use our link so that they know that we sent you. When we come back here on Lockdown Grizzlies, we're finishing out previewing Grizzlies Lakers and Grizzlies Suns, the start of a very important month or the continuation of a very important month, stick with us here on Lockdown Grizzlies. Welcome back to Lockdown Grizzlies. I am Joe Molinax at Joe Molinax on X. Once again, flying solo to Michael Cole under the weather. It's that time of year. Everybody gets sick coming out of the holidays. Hopefully, DeMichael recovers nicely and can continue his work as the Grizzlies beat writer over at the Commercial Appeal. Get well, get rested, partner. Hopefully, we'll catch up next week. This episode started pretty cute. Right. My daughters tagged along and that was a fun start. I realized that my white piece of paper wasn't going to show up on my screen here. And, you know, we're all dealing with technology in various ways. But it's really been a focus on trying to right the wrongs of the rotation. Right. Not acting like Stephen Adams, Stephen Adams, Stephen Adams is there. Beetlejuice isn't walking through that door. You don't have the capacity to play the way that you want to play or the way that you thought this roster was designed to play. You got to adapt, adapt or die. We also talked about on this episode how this month of January is going to directly determine whether or not it's time to pull the plug on this season. I talked about how important the last, the next two weeks are on the Thursday edition of the show. I've expanded it to this month. Because if the Grizzlies are still six, seven, eight, nine games out of the play-in come February, it's time to start trading guys like Luke Kennard and Marcus Smart for varieties of things that are more concerned about the future than the right now. That's going to lead to some pretty uh, intense times around these parts on Lockdown Grizzlies and, of course, in Memphis itself. But let's focus on the here and now. And the Grizzlies got the Lakers tonight. It's a big game in Los Angeles. It's going to be on ESPN. Last time the Grizzlies played the Lakers on ESPN didn't go particularly well for Memphis, right? I believe it was game six or one of the games in the playoff series, and Memphis was getting embarrassed in that series more often than not. Uh, if you've been following this team for any amount of time beyond just the season, you know it was not a good end to the 2023-2023 campaign. Anthony Davis likely to play, and that is the guy that if you've been watching this whole episode, you're like, yeah, Joe, this whole Jaron Jackson Jr. at the five, Vince Williams at the four thing, what about Anthony Davis? That's a fair point because he's one of the guys that will be the kryptonite to that. So it's almost certain that Bismack Biombo is going to actually be the guy that gets the start because Memphis needs more size in the front court. You got to remember, my idea was trying to punt that a little bit and just get your best guys out on the floor. But in terms of role, 
As long as Bismack is told, here is what your job is. You set screens, you get rebounds. You don't worry about anything else. You roll to the basket every once in a while on a pick and roll opportunity. I'm cool with Biombo playing, but it has to be consistent and it has to be known what he's supposed to do. Because at times he goes out on the floor and he looks like he has no clue what's going on and it should not be that way in January. Even though he's still relatively new, he's played enough for Memphis this season that he shouldn't look as lost as he does at times. So if you don't want to go with my super small idea because of a guy like AD being there, I get it completely. But there has to be specific understandings and expectations that go along with it. D'Angelo Russell, day-to-day, perhaps he plays, maybe he doesn't. Rui Achimura, day-to-day, also uh, maybe will play, probably not. You know, he's probably more questionable than Russell at this stage. The Lakers have dudes out, and I think you could argue that the Grizzlies at this stage, comparable absences, right? Vince Williams Jr., hopefully he plays. The left foot has him questionable going into this contest. Derek Rose still out. But if Russell and Hachimura sit for the Lakers, it's not like LA's got a ton of depth. Their offseason looked strong on paper, but it has not manifested into victories. So while the Lakers still have LeBron James and Anthony Davis, there are still questions there in other spots of the Lakers roster. Can the Grizzlies take advantage? Can the Grizzlies go and get strong performances from Morant and Bain and Jackson Jr. and find ways to get those role players active on the road where Memphis has had more success this season? It's going to have to come from half-court execution because the Lakers are a team that want to play fast just like the Grizzlies, and they do it better than the Grizzlies right now, to be honest with you. They find ways to get out and move. They find ways to get open shooters. They are conscious of what their strengths are, and they push. The Grizzlies do not do that as consistently as Los Angeles, even with the struggles that the Lakers are currently undergoing. So in order for Memphis to find a way to win, they have to be effective in the half court. They have to understand that they have mismatches. Who's going to defend John Morant for the Los Angeles Lakers? Who's going to defend Desmond Bain? One of those two guys is going to be defended by someone who is not going to be able to keep up with them in any way, shape, or form. How do the Grizzlies take advantage of that? Jaron Jackson Jr., as the game goes on, is going to have chances to abuse mismatches left and right on switches, on picks and rolls. They have to seek those things out. they got to search for them. And that continues into the Phoenix Suns game on Sunday. Kevin Durant, currently not active with Phoenix. It's possible he's back by Sunday's game. He's questionable for the game against Miami on Friday. Eric Gordon, also questionable with a knee issue. Everybody's banged up at this stage of the season. They obviously still have Devin Booker in Phoenix. They're continuing to try to get Bradley Beal back out there, healthy, integrated into what they're trying to do. How does Memphis attack Phoenix in a similar way? Because to be honest with you, at this stage of the season, game planning matters. But the Memphis Grizzlies have to focus on themselves and getting their ship right. Getting their structure together, their rotations, finding ways to make this work. If they come out of this weekend 0-2, that's not a good start to this really important stretch. They have to execute in the half court. They have to find ways to rebound as a unit. And they have to make sure 
that the guys that go out there know what their job is. And that sounds silly, but I want to give credit again to Chris Vernon. He's not wrong. Role players, while they still can get blamed, right? I did that on social media. Marcus Smart, Luke Kennard had more turnovers than made buckets combined in the game against the Raptors. And they make over $32 million combined this season. That's not good enough. But they have to be put in positions to be successful with like talented, similarly skilled, or puzzle piece compatible in terms of trying to put together a strong rotation. And that is not a strength of Taylor Jenkins right now. So the Lakers are going to be a test. There's a bit of a mental block, probably, going back out to Los Angeles. But hopefully there's some motivation there. Something sparks. A big play to bring big juice. And to maintain that energy over 48 minutes. They cannot afford these second quarter lulls. That's an example of rotation problems. They cannot afford to have any stretch where there is a struggle offensively. One of John Morant, Jaron Jackson Jr., Desmond Bain has to be on the floor at all times. Preferably two of them but at least one. These are the things that you should be looking at as you watch these Grizzlies play this weekend. And we'll revisit it on Monday and see how things turned out. Friendly reminder that Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. When we're back together on Monday, we will talk about Grizzlies Lakers, Grizzlies Suns. Lots of basketball to dissect. Hopefully the team comes out of it healthy. Looking ahead to uh, another important game. Every game is important moving forward. But healthy and more engaged and more in sync with their rotations. Hopefully we see a little bit more Taylor Jenkins positivity coming out of this weekend as well. Fingers crossed on my end. That'll be what we focus on next week. I want to thank you for being with me and us this week on Locked on Grizzlies. Whether you're an everydayer or this is your first time checking us out, like, comment, rate, review, subscribe. Everything in between, wherever you get your podcast as well, is on YouTube. So Michael Cole appreciates it. I most certainly appreciate it as well. Enjoy the basketball. Enjoy your weekend. I hope to have you back here with me on Monday. I am Joe Molinax. This is Locked on Grizzlies. Have a good one and stay locked in.